Hey, this is Scotty Vermillion. I want to thank you for tuning in to the Daniel Boone podcast today. We would like to invite you to worship with us at Daniel Boone Baptist Church in Gate City, Virginia on Sunday mornings at 11 o'clock. Or you can join us on Facebook for live sermons and daily interactions that will keep you in touch with God and in step with His kingdom. Deuteronomy 30, 19. This is the Lord speaking to Moses, telling him what to go back down and tell the children of Israel. And when we take those Old Testament passages, we can see a, a shadow and a form and a type. And it says, he says this, This day I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and, ch- and curses. And then God tells Moses, now choose life. And I think that every day in every decision, now here's, here's where the enemy will get, will deceive you and deceive me is he will say, it's, it's not that big of a deal. It's okay to leave the door cracked. You know what I mean? It's okay to leave the door open, maybe. But God says, I have set before you heaven and earth, right and wrong, good and bad, blessing and curses. And he says, now choose. And that's been the message the last couple of weeks. I'm going to have to put on hold for next week because these guys are going to give you something better than I could give you. And so next week we're going to finish that up about choosing life. This week we talked on Facebook about uh, when, when obstacles come at you and the world's speaking to you and, and God's speaking to you and, and that you have a choice to either turn it up or turn it off. And if it's the enemy in the world, I suggest that you turn it off. Not turn it down because that's what we normally do, isn't it? We just turn it down, but we keep it on. My suggestion and advice to you is to turn it off. Move in the direction that the Holy Spirit would have you to move. Let's go to the Lord in prayer, and then uh, I'm going to turn it over to you guys to lead us in song. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time. And Lord, those that have come today uh, have come by appointment and have come to hear a word from you. And God, the message I believe that you're giving me to give your people this morning is to choose life. Choose life. Lord, when we do choose wrongly and choose death, it just truly isn't worth it. It never comes back like we think it's going to. And that's the lie of the enemy. And so the word you've given me is choose life. And God, another word you've given me this week is to let let our people know, your people know that the enemy has no power except what we give him. You are the all-powerful, almighty God. And so we commit our lives unto your hands. And Lord, when we get into those vulnerable spots this week, I pray that you would help us to tap into your power. Lord, for all the hands that went up and all the requests, Lord, there are many in our community who are sick and hurting, going through difficult times. We lift them up to you. And God, we lift this service up to you. We ask that you be glorified, and we ask that you would plant seed and help us to plant seed in the hearts of your people, both online and in person. And God, we thank you for these men who have come today. God, I pray you bless their life, and I pray that you give them power as they walk this thing out with you. We love you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning, church. My name's Jordan Kitzmiller. Um, I'm the uh, head of the choir department here at RSM, and what a blessing it is to be in the house of the Lord with you all today. Um, Man, I feel like I've already been to church. Uh, (laughs) I don't know how we can top that, but what a blessing. And uh, I'm just... uh, going to tell a little something really quick um being spirit led um god is just so good um he is so amazing um you know we sung about the evidence up here but uh in the bible it teaches us that the spirit will bear witness and this morning i opened up my bible and lo and behold uh god led me to read out of deuteronomy 
And I think that's just amazing how God works and how he is using each and every one of us in, in such a mightier way than we can even understand that, that we all are a part of one body. And that his spirit is what bears witness for us to deliver the message unto the people. And regardless of what that message may be or whether we want to hear it, it came from heaven. And the spirit's bearing witness to that. What a blessing it is to be a part of this service this morning. Um, I grew up in a home uh, a little bit different than most. Um, I had good structure and obedience on uh, my dad's side of the family, but they were alcoholics. And they chose to drink their problems away and, and search after the things of the world and in the world's eyes, they did pretty good, but they didn't see behind the closed doors the things that was going on in my life. Um, my father coming in real late at night, me being seven years old, waiting in a tree for him to get home just to not know whether he's going to beat my mom or not, and I'm going to have to try to be the seven-year-old that steps in and prevents that. Um, they didn't see the, the late nights when my mother would just uh, not have anything for us kids to eat because my dad would be out doing whatever he was doing that night. And instead of calling someone, her going into a room and crying out to God. That was my dad's side of the family. My mother's side of the family it was full of mighty men of God, pastors, preachers, people that walked the straight and narrow, that, that really put faith to works and, and really put depth because they didn't just speak about the truth, but they walked it out. I had life and death placed before me whenever I was a child. I had blessings and cursings set before me as a child, and if I would have went the way of the world, if I would have walked the way that the world had been pressing me to walk, to turn to the alcohol and the drugs. If I would have went the way of the world and chased after the mighty dollar, which I did for a long time, woe is me, then I never would have been standing for you today. I'm thankful that God saw fit to place life before me as well. Because when I was a child, my grandfather would call or come over and he would pour into me. He would tell me about the Bible. He would do just like your pastor did this morning. And though it was a little embarrassing, he would put us in the position to where he would let us know how important it was to listen and to understand the Word of God and then to follow up and to walk it out in our lives. As a child, I got to experience that. A seed was planted in me young, and I, I, I'm sorry to say, but uh, it took longer than I wish uh, to really sink down into my heart. But thanks be to God that one day, one day whenever I was at the bottom of my pit and I had been chasing after the world for a long time because I thought I was doing what was right in the world's eyes, thanks be to God that one day through that Holy Spirit that bore witness in my grandfather, that Holy Spirit that drew me to an altar and helped me to see that it was God that I was sinning against. I was able to let go of the ways of this world and trust God fully with my life. I was able to come to an altar and really genuinely get right with Him. And I'm so thankful today that God saw fit to do that for me in my life. A lot of these men up here didn't have that. A lot of these men never even heard a Bible scripture growing up. A lot of them didn't even have a dad to turn to or to wait up on at night. That's the realities that we are facing in this day and time. A reality in which the devil seems to have a stronghold in. But can I tell you something? When your pastor told you all that he just walks around like a lion and his little deception and lies and he thinks he's taken over and it may seem dark and dim, can I tell you today that that light will shine in that darkness and that God still is seated on the throne, on the right hand of the throne of God and that He is still in control of all of our loved ones as long as we're praying and interceding for them, as long as we're pouring into them and continue to ask them to come to church, that they do not have to 
go down the path of unrighteousness like we did, that Jesus Christ will eventually, as long as we continue pouring into them, draw them to an altar and bring them back up underneath their wings to where we can start seeing the victories in this day and time so that we can run the devil that's toothless, praise be to God, out of this world and eventually one day get to live in peace and harmony with Christ Jesus. I'm looking forward to that day and I'm thankful that I'm able to stand before you all today. A redeemed son of the king that is no longer a slave to sin and darkness, no longer a slave to the things of this world. I am now set free from the yoke of bondage through the blood of Jesus Christ because I chose to live, because I chose to surrender this flesh, because I chose to deliver my myself unto an altar whenever I could no longer do it and give it to God. And it was then that I began to really experience life that he's talking about there in Deuteronomy. I'm so thankful today that when God saved me, he didn't just halfway save me. When I really met him, he genuinely set me free. And I get to experience what life is really about. And it isn't chasing after the dollar. It isn't chasing after a bottle. Or it isn't trying to fulfill a gaping hole with something that this world has to offer. It's genuinely letting Christ come into my life and fill a hole. And I stand before you today complete because of him. And I'm thankful for that. We are Recovery Soldiers Ministries. We did get to visit you all uh, just not long ago. And what a blessing it is to come back out and, and get to share in this. Um, the Bible teaches us in Revelations, right? Uh, that we overcome the enemy. That toothless wannabe lion walking about by the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ, praise be to God, and the words of our testimonies. These men today are going to tell you a little bit about their darkness and how the devil tried to get in their lives, how he deceived them with a little bit of a, a lie that they at that time believed. And then they're going to tell you about that light of Jesus that shined in. They're going to tell you about that life that God continues to give them now that they're choosing life in their lives. I'm so thankful today that we're going to be able to overcome the enemy at Daniel Boone Baptist Church and proclaim a victory of Jesus, not of man, a victory of Jesus Christ, and be able to go out here and show the world what the real line is like by overcoming him with these testimonies today. The reality is that 23 million Americans tried drugs for the last time, or for the first time last month alone. That's maybe some of our loved ones that are sitting in this room today, our children, our, our brothers, our sisters, maybe even our, our moms and dads that's just deceived. First time. By the time I get done speaking, five of them, just like these men and women standing before you today, these precious souls in the eyes of Jesus Christ will have died due to an overdose because of that deception. The truth is, the enemy comes to kill our loved ones. He comes to steal our joy. What is reality? Reality is being put up for adoption from a different country for being born with drugs in your system. Reality is being raised by a kind and loving family, but in the back of your mind you're always wondering who your real family is, causing you to spiral into depression, have no sense of self-worth, and no hope. Reality is having a past so full of darkness and pain that every bottle you drink, you wish it's the one to end all the pain and suffering. How do I know that's reality? Because that was me. What is reality? Reality is when you live for the world in a 45 years of drug addiction. 
keep from knowing anything else to do. Reality is when you look, reality is when you turn your back on your kids because you are more ready to drugs than you are better father. Reality is when you wake up in rehab but day's fifty six and wonder what might have happened if you hadn't chose a different path. How'd I know that was reality? That was me. What is reality? Reality is when at an early age you're in a revolving door, cycling in and out of state's custody, which causes your mood to grow increasingly just dark and you decide to turn to drugs to lift your spirit. Reality is when you find yourself getting arrested repeatedly in the same year and find yourself being held without bond. Seems all hope's lost. Reality is when your mother brings your son to come visit you, but you're too ashamed of what you become and you vow to stop him from coming to see you more. How do I know that's reality? Because that was me. What is reality? Reality is when you start drinking at 15 years old. This leads you down the path of smoking pot. Eventually, you start in on heavier drugs like cocaine and LSD. Reality is when you stop drinking and using drugs for 17 years while your wife continues to drink and use drugs in front of you. Reality is when you catch your wife cheating on you, causing you to feel hurt, betrayed, and angry. So you start drinking again, getting out of control, becoming verbally and physically abusive. How do I know that's reality? Because that was me. What is reality? Reality is having a loving mother that worked really hard to provide for you and your four brothers, but becoming capable of doing so. Reality is coming home one day, only to find your mother being carried away in the back of an ambulance because she had overdosed. Reality is being so hopeless and alone, like you don't even matter, to the point you eventually start selling drugs just to feel accepted. How do I know that's reality? Because that was me. Even though we all have different realities, praise God, we've all been saved and changed by the same truth. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, If any man be in Christ is a new creation, old things pass away, and behold, all things become new. The truth is, I may have been adopted from a different country and by a different family, causing me to feel lost and broken. But today, church, I've been adopted into the kingdom of heaven. And it's just as Ephesians 2.6 says, For we have been raised up together and made to sit together in the heavenly place. Today, church, I'm a co-heir with my king. The truth is, I may not know who my biological parents are or who my real family is, but God has blessed me with 40 brothers and a world filled with like-minded individuals that I can now call family and share the love that Jesus shared with me. The truth is, my past does not define me. The battle does not define me, and neither does the world define me. It's what God said about me in Ephesians 2.10, for we are his workmanship in Christ Jesus for good works. Today, church, I work towards the kingdom of heaven instead of working towards the end of a bottle. The truth is, I did throw 45 years of my life away because of the drug use, but I serve a God... No. The truth is, I did throw 45 years of my life away because of my drug use that rules this world. But the Bible says in Colossians 3, 2, set your affections on things up above, not the things on the earth. The truth is, I did turn my back on my kids because of my drug use. But today, I serve a God of restoration. One day, he will store my kids back into my life. The truth is, church, I did take the wrong path of life. But the Bible says in Acts 2, 28, you have made known to me the way of life, 
you make me full of joy in your presence. Hallelujah, church. I've been saved by the grace of God. True. Truth is, I was in state's custody at an early age, which caused my mood to be increasingly dark. But since I've came to RSM, I've turned to the Lord as a reflection of the light. As it states in John 1, 5, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend. Truth is, I was being held without bond, but today I've been set free. As it says in John 8, 36, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Truth is, I was ashamed of what I'd become and didn't want my son to send me that way. But it says in 2 Timothy 2, 15, to be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Today, I'm no longer ashamed of my past because it does nothing but strengthen my testimony. The truth is, I did start drinking and using drugs at a young age. But in Psalms 121.1, it says, I look to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the creator of heaven and earth. Truth is, I did stop the drinking and drugging for 17 years while my wife carried on. But in Nehemiah 8.10, it says, Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. The truth is, I did start drinking again because of a troubled marriage, quickly getting out of control and saying and doing things I thought I'd never say or do. But because Jesus died on the cross for me, my sins are forgiven. And I stand here today, a new man in Christ, born again and washed clean by the blood of the Lamb. Thank you, Jesus. Truth is, I now have a heavenly provider, and that's Jesus Christ, and he's taking care of me every day. Truth is, seeing my mother in the back of that ambulance did scare me that day. But I'm reminded in Philippians 4, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpass all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Truth is, I did feel hopeless, alone, and on the road to nowhere. But Psalms 23 says, yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Today, church, I find my comfort in the Lord. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. God is spirit. You must worship him in spirit and in truth. I tell you, church, if you've not been born again, you will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Jesus said, you shall know the truth, and the, the truth, truth shall set, set you free. free. Hello, church. My name is Luke Carrick. I'm 40 years old. I'm from a little place called Tracy City, Tennessee. It's about 50 miles out of Chattanooga. Uh, my problems stem from uh, when I become a teenager. You go through all those different emotions and everything, and I didn't like it. So started using drugs to suppress those emotions. Uh, my mid twenties, I uh, had a girl introduce me to meth, and it just led me down a destructive path. And uh, not 
is um, so bad, uh, so deep in my addiction that seven or eight years ago, I tried to take my own life. But God's still watching over me. Uh, I was brought up in church. I quit going around 13 years old. I had a mom pray for me for 26 years in my addiction. Uh, August last year, I finally cried out to God. I'm back with a police card. Because I didn't want to do it no more. But that still didn't stop me. But it started going to church, my mom. October 3rd, gave my life to the Lord. And uh, I'm just so glad that I had a praying mom and a church that was praying for me all those years. Uh, you know, God answers prayers and he answered mine. He led me to this ministry here to help me with my addiction. Two weeks into the program, I lost my mom. But I thank God that he gave her enough time to see that her boy's going to be all right. And, you know, it says in Proverbs 3, 6, acknowledge him in all your ways, and he'll direct your path. Well, he's continuing to direct my path. I was talking to my dad about two months ago. I had a friend come to his house, and he didn't know I was in a program. He's going to offer me a job at the Volkswagen. So when I got out of this program, I have a job lined up, and he just continued to direct my and I'm just going I'm just so glad to turn my life over to him I just want to thank you for letting me come out and share thank you morning church uh, my name is Ron Price I'm from Piney Flats Tennessee uh, I've been in the program for about 10 months or so, I guess. Um, my darkness started whenever I was 16 years old. I found out that uh, I was going to have to drop out of high school to become a caregiver for my mom. She'd been diagnosed with lymphoma. And uh, it really it really made me bitter towards God. Um, I started drinking to cope with... Uh, everything that I was having to deal with. Uh, my dad had, had to come out of retirement and start driving a truck 
to uh, pay for the medical bills so that we didn't lose our our home. Uh, by the time I was 19 years old, I was a functioning alcoholic. I woke up with the shakes every morning, and I wasn't even old enough to buy it. Um, after my mom's death, uh, I got married, had a boy, and uh, continued to drink, and uh, finally, finally kicked drinking, and uh, it just progressed to pain pills, and I spent almost 22 years addicted to opiates and uh, that's bad enough um, that uh, I became one of the worst people in the world and that's a drug dealer uh, uh, I preyed on people I saw dollar signs instead of humans um, and I didn't care how bad um, how bad that it uh, took away from people or ruined their lives because uh, uh, yeah it was bad um, I caught a bunch of felony charges uh, I'm a convicted drug dealer I had to go spend four years in the Department of Corrections uh, I was about 15 minutes away from the Mississippi River on the other side of Tennessee. Um, but through all of that, um, God was trying to trying to get a hold of me. Uh, as soon as I got off the bus down there, um, I went in, got squared away, and they were having a Bible study. And, uh, you know, I spent three and a half, three and a half of my four years down there. And, uh, I still didn't let it sink in, and I'd heard how bad everything had gotten back up this way with meth and all that, and uh, I thought there's no way until I got off the Greyhound bus and uh, saw people just wandering down the road with backpacks on, looking like skeletons. It was it was bad, and uh, I, I was pretty judgmental. I said, there ain't no way. Uh, how could somebody let that, you know, take control of them that much? I just didn't see it, and uh, it wasn't a year later. I was one of those people walking down the road. And, uh, got down to 143 pounds on. I was, I was knocking on death's door. It was, it was horrible. And through all of that, I pushed my, my children out of my life because in my twisted way of thinking, the way the father of lies got in my head and told me, you know, I, I love my kids, so if I love them. He's going to take them out, you know. God was going to take them from me, just like he took my mom. And uh, I figured I'd just beat him to it. And uh, a lot of shame, a whole lot of shame for what I, I allowed myself to become. And um, I was always just trying to fill that hole in my heart. And uh, I had tried it uh, with money with uh, material possessions tried it with drugs other people and and nothing nothing filled it but uh but god um when i um i finally hit rock bottom i was uh i was on the streets in johnson city tennessee one night uh, it was about ten thirty at night i believe and uh 
I, I cried out to God right then. I said, God, you're going to have to help me. I can't do this anymore. And uh, as a, a couple of days later, I had um, wandered into my brother over here's home church, and uh, I, I freaked him out pretty good, I think. But uh, yeah, they were they're good people. Um, they uh, they got me into this program, and uh, God answered my prayer. I mean, He really he, he sent me the help I needed, or sent me to the help, however you want to look at it. But uh, now I'm getting to help my other brothers um, that are that are just coming in, and uh, it, it's amazing what God will do with you if you let Him. And uh, I was going to read this verse here. Uh, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in our, all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. And that's Second Corinthians 1, 3, and 4. So uh, all of the things that I went through, I'm going to be able to use to help somebody else at some point. I mean, no matter, you know, whenever God chooses. Uh, he's restoring my family. I got to see my little baby boy. He's uh, He just turned two earlier this month. Um, I got to see him for the first time since before he could hold his head up. And uh, even though he really don't know who I am, he just run, run up and give me a big old hug around the neck. And that's better than any drug you could ever do. Um, God's working in my life. He's restoring all of my my children to me. Uh, the other day, one of my brothers here got to see my oldest son. He come to one of our tables, and uh, it's all on God's time. I mean, I used to try to rush God, and I'd see all these guys getting to see their families and everything, and I'd say, "Well, God, when when does my restoration happen?" But uh, when you get out of His way. And just let him do his thing. He he's he's good at what he does. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, I I just want to tell y'all I love the Lord. He he's better, way better to me than I deserve. I'm uh, I'm going to be signing on with the ministry, and uh, they're going to help me to help others. And uh, good Lord willing, I'm just going to keep on keep on helping others because uh, at one point I, it was me needing the help, and now I'll be able to. Uh, to help them so I just want to thank y'all for letting me share and I love the Lord You know, while they're getting seated, uh, I look up here and I remember when I walked in the door and, uh, you know, Brother Ron touched on something again that's so, so crucial is, 
is God doesn't save us to set us on a shelf. God saves us to go and to, to make disciples. He saves us to go and to share our testimony of what He's done in our lives. I can relate so much to that, being raised in the family that I did and just getting to be a part of some of these guys' testimonies is such a blessing. It's such a blessing. Coming in 100 pounds soaking wet and within three months watching the power of Christ through example and the reading of His Word. Just overcome all that doubt and depression and start to see that life come back into them through gaining their weight and the transformation of their minds. Starting to see them be able to remember Scripture when they come in and couldn't even remember what they ate for breakfast. Starting to see the Word of God work in their lives because trust you me, it is that Word of God that's going to be able to pierce. It's going to be able to split. It's going to be able to deliver whatever they need in this life so that whenever they leave they can turn to that Word of God. So they'll be able to turn to the truth instead of the lies of the devil when they leave. It's a blessing getting to see that and be a part of it. What a blessing it is because I was there. I came in and I was lost and broken and undone. But now I'm getting to share and what it's like to make disciples of Christ Jesus. What a blessing that is. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. He didn't ask us, he told us. He said, go ye into all the lands. Praise be to God. We are Recovery Soldiers Ministries. Um, we do appreciate you all having us out, and uh, what a blessing it is just to just to share with you guys. You can just feel the love uh, when you walk into a church, and and that's what's amazing is it's that love that casts out fear and gives these guys, even myself, the boldness to proclaim Jesus and what He's done in their lives um, throughout the year at RSM. And I'm sure you all were told, but for those that that weren't here, we we teach five Bible studies a day to help men and women get grounded and rooted in that Word of God because it's going to take some depth. You know, uh, so many times the parables, we know all about how the world is going to try to combat us every step of the way. But thanks be to God, greater is He that's in us. And when we get grounded and rooted in that Word of God, we're able to go out into the world. And when the winds come and everything tries to knock us down, we know where to turn. We turn to that Word of God. We turn to a brother that we have built a relationship with, that we've shared in a testimony with throughout that year. Making a real genuine love and relationship. Nothing built upon sand, but built upon Jesus Christ and His Word. In the year, we get to go out and share our testimonies with different churches, and what a blessing that is to, to build the confidence that we need in this newness of life. To be able to share with you all what He's done with us and, and be able to watch how God just uses those testimonies to help loved ones to get to our program. And, and it's a blessing and it continues to just build us up, like Jude said, in, in the most holy faith in Jesus and that He will be with us all the way. We've got a little craft table out here. We like to bring it around to the different churches and set it up. Um, you know, it, it does help to fund our ministry again. And uh, we just, again, I'm, I'm just so thankful. I'm, I'm glad that I think it was... Uh, one of the brothers here, when I walked in the back uh, this morning, I heard him talking about Romans 8, 28. Um, you know, and it's awesome because uh, at the ministry we had a little bit of a, a situation. There was a few churches that had canceled that uh, had a little COVID spike, and uh, we kind of was scrambling a little bit. And, you know, I was sitting at one of the fundraising tables, and, and I didn't really know whether God was going to open up the door, but uh pastor actually spoke on it earlier today. But, you know, I finally got to the point when I just began to pray and I, I left it at his feet because we know that what in Romans 8, 28, that all, that all things work together for the good of those that love God 
and are called according to His purpose. Our other brother said that if we'll trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not to our understanding, but in all of our ways, acknowledge Him, then He'll direct our paths. What a blessing it is to be able to come out. He opened up the door for Daniel Boone Baptist Church down here to share in worshiping with Jesus Christ this morning. And, and I'm just so thankful. He begins to, to work in our lives in such a way which is undeniable. It's undeniable when the mighty hand of God's working in your life because we can't take credit for it. <laughs> he gets all the glory and that's where it needs to be in His hands. Um, we thank you all. We thank you all. And we love you from the depths of our heart because that's just what Jesus does. <laughs> you love people whenever you come to know Him or He comes to know you is a better slang. So um, we do thank you all again and we do ask that maybe you would stop by and check out the table on your way out um, if you haven't already. Uh, when we were here last time, but at this moment, we're going to go ahead and turn the service uh, back over to Pastor Scott Vermillion. And again, we're Recovery Soldiers Ministries. Uh, we desire your prayers. Just continue to pray for us, and uh, we thank you all. Thank you. You play. You play softly. I want to give the Lord a hand clap, hand clap of praise for the deliverance, for the deliverance that uh, that we've all experienced, and they clearly gave it to you today. But we've all experienced some deliverance in our lives, haven't we? Yeah, those things that uh, maybe we left the door open or cracked, and uh, let let the hot air in, let the cold air out. You know, we heard that this week on a sermon, didn't we, Dave? Uh, but praise God for for deliverance. Uh, Let's don't leave this moment without bowing our heads and, and asking God to, to move in our lives. So everyone, please bow their heads. Nobody looking around. Maybe you today have um, an area of your life, and maybe it's with a substance. Maybe it's with anger. Uh, maybe it's with doubt. Maybe it's with fear. Maybe it's with forgiveness. Maybe it's with believing, just believing God for who He is. Thank God for praying mamas and praying churches and praying daddies. Thank you. But maybe you've left the door cracked just a little bit for the outside to come in. Nobody's going to see your hand but God. I'm not even going to look. But I believe that we, as we acknowledge before God that we have an issue that we'd like for God to address. I'm not going to ask you to come up here or anything else. It's just between you and God. Just raise your hand to Him. Let Him know. He already knows. He's just asking for us to admit it. If you have an area of your life you'd like for Him to, uh, to give you power and faith to step out, just raise your hand to Him and you can put it back down. Heavenly Father, I lift these people to You today. God, I ask for deliverance. In a lot of places we ask for deliverance, but God, the Spirit of God is telling me to tell Your people that if we will monitor our doors, our thoughts, our patterns of life. If we will keep check of those things, Lord, we might, we might not even have to ever be delivered from these things just because we stop it at the door. And God, there are a lot of young people here today. And I know how the enemy lies to young people because I used to be one. I just pray that these places that, that you have uh, convicted their hearts this morning, whether it's drugs or alcohol or any other type of sin, 
and darkness. God, I pray that you give them the strength to take the next step to close that door. And so, Lord, we ask that in these moments, as I continue to pray, that you would deal with hearts. And Lord, I, I specifically this morning, and especially want to pray for these men who are undergoing a transformation. The Bible, the Bible says that as we commit to you, you will pour into us and that you will change us from the inside out. And so I pray for these men who have come and shared their hearts today. I pray that as they progress in this program and as they step out in faith, that you will continue to give them the power that comes only from you to make those decisions. And Lord, I pray for every child, every son or daughter that is represented here today as a father. I pray that you will restore those relationships and that you'll bring them back into the circle. And Lord, people in their lives that um, hesitate to forgive them, I pray that you would convict their hearts this morning and that they would receive forgiveness from those that they love. And Lord, I pray that for me too. And God, I'm selfishly and personally, I'm, I'm getting a little weary, and I know a lot of us are, of the enemy's attacks. And so I commit that part of my life and the life of our church to you. God, I believe that the enemy attacks things that are valuable. And God, when, when he sees that we're moving forward in a, in a direction that's close to you and, and that is powerful and, and influential in the name of Christ, Lord, I believe he attacks us. And so I just pray against that attack right now. And I pray that you would dismiss him, that you would give us power to push through. Lord, we thank you and we love you. We could stay here all day in the presence of God. And I, I just thank you for meeting with us today. And I thank you for the opportunity for these men to come and to share their testimony. We overcome by the power of the shed blood of Jesus Christ and the word of our testimony. So keep letting us tell the story and we'll keep praising you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Before you leave today, uh, we've been praying for Kevin uh, quite faithfully, Kevin Morse. Kevin Morse's mom's here today and uh, I'm not going to ask you to come forward, but we do just want to reach out a hand of prayer to you before we leave on behalf of Kevin and all the others. And you can turn that off now, Zeke, if you want. But all the others in our uh, community who are undergoing, whether it's physical sickness or, you know, maybe it's a, an emotional thing. But let's pray for Kevin before we leave. Is that okay? Heavenly Father, thank you for uh, friendships and for examples and for leaders. God, for a long time, Kevin Morse has been an example for me, a leader in our community, and I thank you for his friendship. Right now, I reach out, God, we reach out to you and ask that you would continue, as you have already done, continue to pour out your healing and your comfort and your peace, not only to him, but his family, his mother. And I pray that in the name of Jesus, you would bring this healing to, to fruition and that we would come back and celebrate real soon. God, we do celebrate your grace and your mercy. You are the great physician. And, and so we present all of those in our community that are undergoing those, those types of things like treatments and, and surgeries. And we present all those up to you and ask that you bless and heal. We love you and thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.